This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Uh, welcome to Rico Bronia. Let's cut the high. How are yous? Uh, this was abysmal. This was pathetic. And as much as we've all tried to be optimistic throughout the season, I don't know how the hell after this game, after this performance, how any Met fan right now could hold their head up high and say, well, we've won 98 games. Don't worry. Because all season long, we've seen this team fight back. They did not fight back tonight. When Max Scherzer, who sucked, we can get it out of the way, both DeGrom and Scherzer failed us. That is no debate. There is no question. Now, you could say two things simultaneously. The Aces sucked and the offense has sucked. For two games in Atlanta, we woke up and it's like freaking 1999 all over again. Except instead of Chipper Jones, it's Dansby freaking Swanson. But when the New York Mets go down in this game 3-2 to two, after Jeff McNeil delivered what at the time felt like just a huge hit after a two-out rally in the fifth inning, after Scherzer gave up the little bloop, the little dunker to Acuna, and the two-run bomb to Dansby Swanson, he hit the crap out of that ball, what the hell did this offense do the rest of the night? So there are many things you can be pissed off about, and we'll get to all of them. I got time. You got time. We'll rip everybody's ass until we're done tonight. But I'll start with the fact that when Swanson hits that home run in the fifth inning and it's 3-2, to two, where the hell are the bats the rest of the night? And you aren't facing the greatest relievers in the world. You're facing Dylan F. and Lee in the sixth inning. What'd you do against him? Nothing. On like seven pitches. You're facing Jesse Chavez. You're even given a gift when Brandon Nimmo hits a ground ball to second base and Arcia boots it. What the hell do you do specifically? What do the MVPs of this team do? Oh, Alonzo just missed it. By the way, we all want to punch John Smoltz in the face. I'm sick of him talking. I'm sick of thinking of him as a pitcher. I'm sick of everything that comes out of his mouth, mostly because the Mets suck. I mean, not because he's really that bad, though he is pretty crappy. Alonzo flies out to right. And Francisco Lindor on the very first pitch, on what looked like a pitch right down the effing middle, taps win a second base. What do they do in the eighth inning against Rysel Iglesias, who, by the way, the Mets could have had if they wanted. Anyone could have had him. They do nothing. 
And I'm embarrassed because yesterday on Rico, I said, well, the one positive is they made Kenley Jansen throw a lot of pitches in the ninth inning. That fat ass barely broke a sweat in the bottom of the ninth. Top of the ninth, I should say. I mean, this was lifeless. And all season long, we've seen this team fight back. We even saw it a few days ago against the Marlins. Where the hell was the fight tonight? These bats have been limp in these two games against Atlanta, and the facts are they've been outclassed by a better team. I know we've seen 158 games now in this baseball season, and yes, the Braves are one game better, but you watch these last two games. Is it close right now? Their star players have shown up. Alonzo and Lindor have had a couple of singles. Oh, goody. A couple of singles. Think about how they've scored their four runs in this series. Think about it. A drop fly ball in left field in game one. A miracle Tomas Nito home run. A ground out by Eduardo Escobar. And yes, a good old-fashioned clutch hit on an 0-2 pitch or an 0-1 pitch by Jeff McNeil. This offense has done freaking nothing. And they face the Braves starting pitchers for a combined 10 innings. There's no tipping of your cap here. Dylan Lee, Jesse Chavez, Rysel Iglesias, and Kenley Jansen, who, I'm sorry, he is so goddamn hittable, unless he faces the Mets. They make this guy look like Mariano, and they've been doing it for years, and they've been doing it all season. And even after a day in which he threw a million pitches, I know it's the bottom of the order. I mean, Mark kind of swinging and missing like he's facing Randy Johnson. You go back to the beginning of this game. You go back to the top of the first inning. I think we all had a sick feeling in our stomach when you have the bases loaded and one out and you've got Kyle Wright on the ropes and you end up with one run. And you can blame Lindor for striking out. I'm not going to blame Eduardo Escobar because I actually like on an 0-2 pitch that fact that he was actually able to put the ball in play and drive in a run because I think a lot of us thought after Lindor struck out, even after McNeil's hit, they ain't going to score any runs. So I'm not mad at Escobar in that spot. But then here's Daniel Vogelbach, one of the many brilliant moves by Billy Epler. And it doesn't matter if I liked it at the trade deadline or you liked it at the trade deadline. You are judged by results. Billy Epler is the GM. He's judged by results. His results at the deadline, and this is indisputable, they have blown. Darren Ruff's on the IL. We'll never see him again. J.D. Davis has hit 10 freaking home runs since they traded him. And Daniel Vogelback, who's always looking for a walk, has done very little. And when he comes up in the first inning with second and third, two outs after you got a run in, even though they got a run in, which, okay, that's great. one nothing. Hand the ball to Scherzer with a lead. We all had that same feeling. He's got to find a way to come through here. You got to turn this inning into a big inning because you knew what was going to happen next with this. Kyle Wright would settle in, and he mostly did. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And what was frustrating, and I tweeted this out during the game, and to me it's part of the story of this series. There's a lot of ways you could look at how things have gone through two games and try to define it. I would say this. The New York Mets had eight base hits in game two of this series. They had eight base hits in game one of this series. And they have walked away from those 16 hits with two extra base hits. You cannot, for the most part, single a team to death. Now, it worked in the fifth when they got back-to-back-to-back singles and it gave them a run. But here's the difference. Two extra base hits versus all of the extra base hits the Braves have put up, in which Matt Olson has how many on his own? Think about that. He hits a home run today, hits a home run yesterday. He has the exact same amount of extra base hits in this series as the Mets have. Dansby Swanson, home run game two, home run game one. Same thing. Same thing. So the Mets have 16 hits in this series. 16 hits. The Atlanta Braves have a little bit more because I think they had 10 hits today, whatever it was, 11 hits today. But they are hitting the ball over the fence. Number one, five home runs in two games, one for the Mets, and they're getting extra base hits. The Mets aren't. And I know throughout this regular season, the Braves were always a team that relied on their power. Through the course of the regular season, when the Atlanta Braves got base hits, over 40% of them would be extra base hits. For the Mets, it was 33 but it's even more extreme in these two games. They had a chance early to knock Kyle Wright around, and they failed. And their stars haven't shown up. Let's just call it like it is. All of them. From top to bottom, they haven't shown up. And I'll get to the pitchers in a second, because I'm sure there are many people out there who say, hey, all you Met fans have been ripping DeGrom for the last 24 hours. Go kill Scherzer. Oh, I will. I'm just not there yet. I'll get there. We'll kill everybody today. No one should be spared. I mean, who the hell should be spared from these two games? Who would you look at and say, well, don't rip him. He's been great. What, Seth Lugo for getting Eddie Rosario to ground out? But let's start with these bats. Brandon Nimmo, other than an error, has been on base twice in two games. Not good enough. Pete Alonzo has two singles in this series. Not good good enough. Lindor's got two singles in this series. Not good enough. The DHs, all of them, Vogelback, Alvarez, and I'll say Darren Ruff again. Why not? They all suck. Not good enough. Mark Hanna. Boy, I tell you this about Mark Hanna. He never strikes out. My ass. He struck out three times in this series. He's been on base once when, for the grace of God, got hit by a pitch. I guess the one guy who we shouldn't rip is Jeff McNeil. And that's fair. Jeff McNeil has four hits in this series. Now, they're all singles. I'm not going to blame him for that. That's who he is. Jeff McNeil is mostly a single hitter, But he does have four hits in this series. He did drive in a run in the fifth inning in a moment that felt big until Max Scherzer flushed it down the toilet. But look at this lineup. Everybody has come up tiny. Every single one of them. And again, think about who you've been shut down by. Now, I get it. Canley Jansen. Oh, yeah, great closer. Okay. A.J. Minter. They actually touched him up. 
Rossell Iglesias, Colin McHugh, Dylan Lee, Jesse Chavez. No. So these bats have come up small. And I know the signs have been there for the last few weeks. Look at the series they just played against the Marlins. Eduardo Escobar saved everybody. We know that. We know what happened the day before. We know what happened in the Cubs series a few weeks earlier. These bats just disappear. And they're very reliant on their stars, Lindor and Alonso, and lately Escobar, I must say, to come up big. And they haven't come up big. They've done nothing in this series. Lindor even made an error that they changed five minutes later to a base hit. Didn't matter. Scherzer got out of it. Was a little lucky. 